0: Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad, brought to you by Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement specialist, the 1970s.
1: 1970s. I mean, just that little clip there. You got Zeppelin and Fleetwood Mac and uh, Blondie. I mean, there was just some iconic acts that emerged in the 70s. Bruce Springsteen.
2: Good, good ones. You know, and it's interesting because last week, you know, as we're kind of comparing the decades as we, as we move through each one each Friday and you look at the way that music has changed. I mean, last week talking about the sixties, there were some incredible groups that like took the world by yeah, storm. Totally. And then in the seventies, like the, pre- the whole presentation of music changed and it became like a spectacle, you know, like a mm-hmm. stadium show became not just about playing the music, but about making a show and going You know, bigger and creating something to really look at. And man, there were some amazing, amazing bands. You know, we talked last week about the sixties. The Beatles were like, were it. Yes. And then they kind of had a little bit of a, I mean, they broke up in the seventies. That was it. They were done by
1: 1970. It was over. Kind
2: of made room for, for all of these other different kinds of sounds to come in and and take over. Led Zeppelin was the number one band. Uh, I don't know about
3: you guys. I was, I was thinking back about all my favorite albums and yep. the old, uh, you know, 10 albums on a desert island thing. Right. Uh, five of my favorite albums are all from the 70s, right? Really? I mean, eh? uh, uh, and, are and they I, all Billy Joel? Mean- uh, no no there's only one billy joel in there i think for the 70s 52nd street is probably the one. my favorite billy joel album is glass houses that came out in 1980 but um yeah there was there was so many i mean the, the 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 album that is kind of the greatest selling album of all time which kind of goes back and forth with michael jackson was the eagle's greatest hits album which is i mean it's there, there's not many better records than that out there right and that, that came out in the 70s um yeah it was just a great decade for music, and yeah. and i think again so much of it like the 60s so much of it is still played today That's that's right, yeah. That, and that's the thing. You take a look at the 80s and there were some big acts in the 80s and stuff but
1: you don't, some of those songs just don't hold up the way yeah. that the ones from the 70s do.
2: And I think what's cool about the 70s is that it sort of made room for a lot of women to kind of come and make their movie oh, yeah. music. You know, Stevie Mix headlining Fleetwood Mac, um, Heart, Linda Ronstadt, Blondie, you know, like all Carly of these. Carly Simon. Yeah, like suddenly there was room for women to say, hey, I am a rocker too and I'm, and I'm amazing at this and there are just some incredible voices that came up from that decade.
1: That's true. You're absolutely right. There were some that, you know, uh, Joni Mitchell talking yes. about Canadian content. I mean, she uh, made her mark and uh, yeah, and, and there were some big acts from Canada in the 70s too with BTO, Credence. I mean, there were some some big, big acts that uh, came out of Canada. So, I mean, we we did all right that's when we started to make a mark it's just a, we, we do have to if we're talking about how great the 70s were for music we also have to talk about how bad they were
2: so you're going to talk about disco? <laughs> disco there was
1: disco and there was an era in the mid 70s where like story songs and schmaltzy
3: songs really came of age like people. I, I did notice I, I was playing I was playing a 70s mix on, on Apple Music the other day uh, and I noticed that there was you know I was thinking oh man there's a lot of like you know like bread and America <laughs> exactly. and those kind of groups where everything is mellow and soft and, and all, and it's like, oh, man, this is kind of depressing yeah, after a yeah, while. there was some really cheesy stuff that came out in the 70s.
2: Let me ask you this as someone who didn't grow up in this decade and wasn't alive for it, because everyone loves to hate on disco. Is it because it was so bad, or is it because it was cool to hate?
1: I think there was some cool to hate, but you know what? I don't think it was just the music. It, I mean, there was the fashion, and it mm-hmm. was the scene. It was... Uh, it was
3: the attitude that went with it.
1: it. It was more than just the music. It was like a lifestyle, right? And uh, and then you had your rockers, and uh, they just weren't having it. They <laughs> mm. <laughs> would not have it.
3: <laughs> and think- and it, when disco came, like there, there was no musicians. It was all synthesizers and and drum machines and everything, right? That's and that's right. just there's no. Music that's just it. what it was. And I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it was because it was just basically a beat and people singing to it, and it yeah. it just wasn't it just wasn't that entertaining. Very very. You know, it didn't hold your attention span for very long.
2: I think too. You know, when you talk about music in the '70s, you have to include the fact that it got a lot more diverse too. Um, you know, there was a lot of black musicians that said, "Hey, look, I'm here to play too." Stevie Wonder, yeah, um, Motown. The Mot, yeah, Motown, like Motown, Marvin yeah. Gaye, the Jackson Five. Suddenly, we like, "Hey, we're we're here in this too." And then Michael Jackson, you know, obviously, got his career launched. There was just, I mean, I think when you talk about, I think music changed when it entered into the '70s in a big way, and yeah, there was just did. so many more types and so many more styles and just so many more voices.
1: We zipped I think through a you- lot of different styles. You're right. The '70s had all. I mean, right from hard rock from Zeppelin and and stuff like that, right through to
3: the Bee Gees. If you look at at those hits, those those radio station or the Billboard hit. Lists from any week in the 70s, you'll be amazed at the variety and the uh, uh, how eclectic the songs are. You know, you'll have Neil Sedaka next to Led Zeppelin, and and it's just incredible when you look at those lists how eclectic they are and how many different kinds of music were number one songs in the 70s.
2: But music that really, I think, like stood the test of time. You know, like I remember going when I was in high school and thinking that all of those classic rock bands were so cool and going through a Led Zeppelin phase, and the who. Yeah, I was listening to some um I was listening to a couple of Led Zeppelin songs last night I know we talk about how McDreamy mm-hmm. is such a wonderful catch And don't get me wrong, he is But he doesn't know a lot about music He thought that Led Zeppelin was one guy no, you can't marry this guy. You cannot and, marry. And I him. Know. Wow, and and then I was playing, I was playing a few songs for him, like Whole Lot of Love and Kashmir, and he's like, "This is he, I, you wouldn't listen to this today. This is terrible." And I thought, Oh, I don't Chelsea, know. you've made a
3: horrible mistake. Can you I get don't that ring back? We oh, <laughs> <You> are. <Yeah. laughs> you got to tell him that Led Zeppelin went on to marry Molly Hatchet a little bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> how he reacts to that. It's
2: just like I can't. It's it's music is different now for sure, but but I think you can't say that those songs aren't good. I no, don't.
1: definitely can't
2: there was a moment <laughs> where I just thought I don't even know this person I don't
1: wow <laughs> yeah that's uh, that would make me rethink everything. Wow! I'm
2: like kinda... <laughs> um,
1: Not only was it awesome for music, but uh, we had some great TV shows and some great movies too, including uh, well, the greatest movie that was ever made. I'm pretty sure Marlon Brando makes an appearance in this.
0: Flashback Fridays on 6:30. Chad, brought to you by Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement specialist. The 1970s. Sit on it, Ralph. I'm-
1: A little mercy on me and stifle yourself, will you? (laughs) Hey! Hey. It all belongs to Kid Dynamite. So why don't you stick up for yourself, baby Why don't you give one of your usual
4: up your nose with a rubber hose? (laughs) I
0: tried, but I couldn't do it. It was like the rubber hose was stuck in my (laughs) throat. What you draw, (laughs) Mama?
5: I'm gonna make him an offer he you talking to me you talking to me
6: well i'm the only one here you're gonna need a bigger boat this is ripley last survivor of the nostromo signing off and may the force be with you
1: and no i'm not talking about star wars this is the best movie
3: ever godfather
6: you tell me this on the
1: day
3: of my granddaughter's wedding sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good.
2: See, the movies and the TV, I don't know anything about. I, TV? I recognize, like, two from that.
3: Wasn't TV all about the sitcoms in the 70s? There was a lot. You're, I mean, you got all Happy Family, Days, Happy Three's Happy Company, Days. Company yeah. MASH, all those shows. Yeah, the sitcom
1: was was the thing. I mean, there were some some dramas, I think, you know, like some of the cop shows and stuff like that were around. But, yeah, it was definitely the era of the sitcom and some some legendary ones, you know. I mean, All in the Family is still yep. probably one of the best sitcoms ever.
2: Which I think is so interesting because it really kind of portrayed this like really imperfect, really hateable character. Which you would think at that <laughs> time in history, it would be all about the presentation of the perfect, the perfect family on TV. And that's yeah, I think what
1: two that ca- I think two kinds of people watched All in the Family. There was those who were like with Archie and were like, "Yeah, exactly. We need more Archie Bunker." And then there was the other people who kind <laughs> oh. of realized this guy is pointing out just how ridiculous uh, a lot of the people's thinking is. Right? It was sort of lampooning that whole. Yep prejudice and the whole thing because he was uh, but I
3: mean no matter way, what way you looked at it
1: God he was funny
3: I mean, yep. <laughs> it was a, a great show couldn't, pull, couldn't air now I don't think but it was a great show no, I don't think you could either I don't think you could that's for sure how about sports
1: yeah there was some big stuff in sports I'm thinking you, you, 1972 right
3: yeah, well, let's go back a little bit earlier. Probably the two most memorable goals in the history of hockey scored in the 70s. Uh, there was uh, May 10th, 1970.
4: For the Bruins, tied up by Ecclestone and Berenson. Westfall rolled it in front. Sanderson tried a shot that was wide and keen and cleared a buck not out. Bobby
3: Orr, behind the net to Sanderson. Orr! And as you hear that, you picture the goal because you've seen it so many times, Bobby flying through the air. Uh, the other one was September 28, 1972. Canada went dark for that day. Everyone was watching or listening to the eighth and final game of the first ever Canada-Russia series.
5: Here's a shot. Henderson made a wild stab for spell. Here's another.
3: And if you uh, remember that uh, goal, you also remember exactly where you were and where you were uh, standing and who you were with the day it was scored. Uh, Some other big sports memories from the 70s included the joy and the sorrow of the 72 Olympics. Mark Spitz won seven gold medals, but those Olympics remembered, of course, for the terrorist attack that killed 11 Israeli athletes and coaches. Remember Jim McKay giving us the
6: news? They now said that there were 11 hostages. Two were killed in their room this yesterday morning
4: nine were killed at the airport tonight they're all gone
3: in baseball hank aaron hit his 714th home run to pass babe ruth it was reggie jackson's decade though three world series titles with the a's then two more with the yankees in edmonton hey was the commonwealth games happening in 1978 Graham Smith, Elfie Schlegel, Diane Jones-Konohowski, just a few of the Canadians who starred, winning a total of 45 gold medals. And those games also gave us Commonwealth Stadium, new home for the Edmonton Football Club. Dave Cutler remembers the first game at Commonwealth.
5: Best in the old dressing room. And uh, then we ran across the, uh, the parking lot into the stadium. And in Clark Stadium, you could uh, recognize the guy in the last row of the stadium. And you could hear him yelling at you. We went into that place. You couldn't see. You couldn't even see the people at the top of that stadium. The 58, 000, or you 50, know, yeah, 58,000 people in there. That first game. I mean, it was unbelievable. And loud. It was. It was phenomenal. And that was our place.
3: The Eskimos won the Grey Cup in '75. Then again in '78 to start that five-in-a-row streak. Cutler says the turnaround started at quarterback just a few years earlier.
5: 1973. We went to the Grey Cup in '73 we we were we were good that year the biggest thing with the 73 was we, and that's when wilkie really took over he took over uh the league he took over how the game was being played at that time and he really changed the game and the uh, the thing that happened in, in 73 when we went to the went to the great cup and uh we had bruce and wilkie and wilkie got hurt and bruce came in he got hurt and that's but in 1973 and the great cup was 73 we knew that we had something that was going on
3: yeah they sure did uh, the eskimos went to six great cups in the 70s won three of them cutler says key parts to the dynasty the arrival of hugh campbell to coach and his work with norm kimball and in 1979 guys you remember what happened then nhl hockey came to edmonton oh, yeah. and i'll have lots more on that in 30 minutes golden era for sports in this town hey wow oh, sure was sure was yeah. 70s and 80s were fantastic really good yeah
2: love some of these texts coming in to uh, keep them coming in 780-496-0063. Um, oh, I just lost this one from Positive Perry. It just refreshed. Where did it go? Uh, he says, I was born in 1971. Um, what was cool for me was the $6 million man oh, and disco yeah. music. He says, in grade two gym class, our teacher taught us to disco dance to Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah. Casey I love these- and the Sunshine Band.
2: People texting, uh, you know, their favorite music. Brian saying "Kiss," another person saying "Don't forget about Kiss." Um, Yeah, huge in the '70s. Keep keep your texts coming in. What do you remember? What was the impact that decade had on you?
0: Flashback Fridays on six thirty. Chad, brought to you by Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement specialist. The '1970s. You're another brand I take the
1: back to the 70s on this Flashback Friday brought to you by The Furnace Family and uh, a lot of text coming in. One of our listeners pointing out, Chelsea, when we were talking about great music of the 70s, we didn't mention ACDC. And you're absolutely right. How could we overlook... uh one of the greatest bands of all times, right?
2: Yeah, good good call. And another timeless one, too, that has just, like, transcended several decades.
1: A lot um, of people referencing the same things. When it comes to news, FLQ and Richard Nixon. A lot of people texting yeah. about remembering that. Those were just, you know, earth-shaking moments in Canadian and American politics. So that's not surprising.
2: Someone else saying big blue bell-bottom jeans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got tricked into buying a pair of bell-bottom jeans from a boutique last summer. The lady was like, they're coming back. And I was like, oh, cool.
1: No, they're <laughs> they not. Come, oh, They geez. didn't come back. <laughs> I think the 70s probably had the worst fashion. I mean, the 80s had some misses for sure, but the 70s, wow, the big lapels and the, and the patterned suits and the bell bottoms and...
2: Yeah, cuz it was kind of coming off the heels of like the summer of love that yeah. was the 60s, right? And no one really knew, I think, like how to transition from that to yeah, like expressing yourself well. in a nice way. <laughs> everything was sort of like, weird, yeah, like weird shapes and sizes, like yeah. d- very disproportionate.
1: It was it was out there and and I, I don't know if we had just discovered like polyester. But everything was made out of like synthetic fabrics. It
2: was like overkill. Good. Look at this fabric. We love it on everything. <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah, the, yeah,
2: like all the color, the bright colors and everything. Yeah. It was.
1: It was weird. It was weird, man. It was not a good era for fashion. I don't think anybody would say, "Oh, the '70s, we look good." No, you look weird. Well,
2: we're gonna we say that about every single decade, though.
1: True. True. You're right, but. The 70s was a big miss. Uh, lots of people talking about uh, Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz. I remember the Fonz growing up. Tuesday nights were the one night of the week where I was allowed to stay up past 8 o'clock because Happy Days came on at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so I was allowed to stay up and watch Happy Days
3: and go to bed and at a, 8.30. <laughs> and, of course, back in those days, you had to watch it live, right? That's you right. Couldn't you couldn't record or it. Tape it. If <laughs> you missed right. it, it's gone forever. Yeah, you
1: never oh, seen yeah. it. Again. Yeah,
5: yeah.
3: Yeah, that was the big thrill of the week for me. I, Happy Days was enormous. That was a massive show. I remember having to be home Friday nights to watch Hawaii 50. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And did Dukes of Hazzard come out in the 70s? I think probably probably closer to the early 80s, I would think. But that was another big Friday night show for me, too. Uh, I
2: think that was the 70s, it, wasn't
3: it? Right around there, right around
2: there well, somewhere.
3: Yeah, wasn't the 70s also Fantasy Island and the Love Boat yes. on Friday nights, too? Yes, you're the
2: right. The plane, the plane.
1: <laughs> and movies, lots of people weighing in about Star Wars. Uh, one of our listeners saying, and I remember the, the exact same thing. I went to Star Wars in 77. Five people in the theater, including me and my buddy, at the old Rialto Theater in downtown Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that theater. Uh, the very first show had to skip school, and uh, as you know, the rest is history. Parents took kids out of school to go see Star Wars. That's so how big when, it was.
2: When it was airing, did people know like this is this is groundbreaking? This is going to be like a phenomenon.
1: I don't remember if they did before it came out, but once it did come out, they certainly did. And I remember, well, like when Empire came out, yeah, kids were out of school lining up in the streets mm-hmm. to go see it. It was um, it was just enormous.
2: Uh, I kind of did a deep dive when I was researching, and I know this is sort of like dark, but um, there were a lot of murders in the nineteen seventies. Like, like big the sixties was all love, and the seventies was all fear. I, there was Son like, of Sam. Remember that? Yeah. The Manson. Yeah, the Manson family, John Wayne Gacy, the Zodiac killer, Ted Bundy. Like suddenly it went from those were all seventies. Yeah. Suddenly it went from people like running away from home to, you know, go live on like little compounds. And it was all about love. And then in the 70s, it was more. I was um, reading one article from this analyst that was saying it was more people kind of running away from situations and a lot more like danger. And I don't know if it was because of like better data collection and better policing and stuff that more people were able to get caught. But like big, like big ones all happened in the 70s, which I. I just I love true crime, well, so I had that's to kind the of go greatest down hits that of serial hole. killers who just
1: <laughs> ran down there. I mean, that's all the big ones.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, some huge ones all happened in the '70s. Wow, so some uh, dark history that happened in that decade too. Uh,
1: Sheldon asking if I saw the '72 Summit series uh, in the gym. No, I was born in '71, Sheldon.
3: I didn't. Did you, Morley? Were you in school? I for did. That? Yeah, we marched. We we checked in and marched down to the gym and stood on those those stacking gray chairs. Yeah. as as <laughs> we uh, as we watched the game. Of course, the TV was wheeled out on that. Big iron cart, right, and placed yeah, yeah. it uh, uh, at the front on two sides, and then up the aisles as well. Yeah. Oh, I remember that day very well. Yeah. I mean, that's an
1: iconic Canadian moment. Looney Tunes cartoons, yes. Saturday mornings. Oh man, Saturday morning cartoons. Did you have that, Chelsea? Or were they done Hell by the yeah. time you came around? Yeah. You had Saturday morning cartoons.
2: Yeah. Is that sort of when it kind of made its debut? It was in the seventies? Uh, I don't. I don't
1: know. I think Looney Tunes may have been around before then, but that's when I watched it. Definitely was Saturday mornings and during the seventies. It was so good. I mean, the Saturday morning, you look forward to it all week, man. <laughs> now cartoons are on 24-7. There's whole networks that are just cartoons. But when I was a kid, you had to wait till Saturday mornings.
2: Yeah, now, I mean, yeah, now it's just on YouTube and kids are advertised to you all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, we were talking about some of the news events of the 1970s. There were some big ones, some big, big things happened during the 70s. Here's Randy Kilburn to break it down for us.
0: On 630 Chad, brought to you by Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace
6: replacement specialist, the 1970s. Well, this decade started with the Beatles announcing that they were breaking up in 1970. In 1971 in Edmonton, Grant McEwan Community College was opened. If you happen to be driving across the James McDonald Bridge right now, it opened in 1971. Several major events happened in 1972. The Watergate scandal started when White House operatives were caught burglarizing the Democrat National Committee. Along with that, Richard Nixon was elected as president of the U.S. for his second term. Oh, this game was released in 1972. You remember that sound? That's what Pong sounded like, first video game to have commercial success. By late 1973, the Watergate scandal escalated, costing Richard Nixon much of his political support. And then on August 9, 1974, Nixon told a live television audience, I
5: shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow
6: the only time an American president has resigned from office. Locally, in 1974, Fort Edmonton Park opened up. In 1975, the Vietnam War ended. Sony introduced the Betamax videotape system. Bill Gates and Paul Allen created Microsoft. And as of this coming Sunday, October the 11th, that will mark the 45th anniversary of when Saturday Night Live aired for the first time. In 1976, the Apple Computer Company was created. Here in 1976, the Metart Conservatory opened, and the first-ever Heritage Festival was held at Mayfair Park. Oh, if you've ever had an MRI, you should know that the first magnetic resonance imaging scanner was tested in 1977. In 1978, light rail transit started in Edmonton and the Edmonton Sun newspaper was founded. This year also saw a major medical breakthrough.
1: She began by telling the world about it. The pink healthy baby girl who began life in a test tube.
6: Test tube baby Louise Brown is now 42. 1978 also saw the Three Mile Island nuclear incident in Pennsylvania, and after being exiled for 15 years, Ayatollah Khomeini returned to power in Iran. Remember this commercial. Take a cassette out of its case, and most people
5: just see an empty box but Sony saw something quite different.
6: Yep, the Walkman was introduced in 1978. 1979 saw a disaster occur in Edmonton. On March 2nd of that year, an estimated 19,000 Edmontonians were evacuated after a pipeline ruptured in Mill Woods. No one was killed, but one man badly injured. Peter Clark was driving a delivery truck that went through a cloud of what he thought was mist, but it turned out to be propane. His truck died almost immediately. It exploded and caught on fire. I'm all in plane burning all in flames and burning a young man who saw it happen rushed him to hospital in his own vehicle that saved peter clark's life for flashback fridays on 6:30. Ched, i'm randy kilburn thank you randy uh i, was, I mean how do you keep track of it we're going to talk to randy
1: a little after eight o'clock and find out how you whittled down that list because good heavens i mean one thing after another it was a really you know impactful decade news wise
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think when you look at any decade, yeah. you know, and you try to compile it, you know, because there are a few things that really do stand out, like the people texting and saying, well, Nixon for the 70s. Yeah, I think there's like there's the handful of things that really jump out. But then when you do, when you really have to analyze, break it down for a decade, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot that goes on. Try to just I mean, look at this year, for example, try to break down even just this year. <laughs> no kidding. Alone hey? a decade. <laughs> it's not not easy.
1: Lots of people uh, mentioning Sunday night uh uh, the disney show on, on sunday nights i remember oh, yeah. that too that was that was a big one that's how you wrapped up the weekend uh, and mutual kingdom of omaha you remember that one morley the nature show with, uh, what was his name? Merlin Perkins? Is that what his name
3: was? Something I like think that? so. <laughs> junior, wasn't he? I think it was a junior. I, I don't know. Right. I, I remember the show, though. Yeah, I watched it a lot. Yeah, I mean, there was, you didn't have a lot of choices. Everybody watched the same things in this.
1: Well, oh, we had three it's, channels, right? That's <laughs> exactly right. So I guess that's
2: uh, the thing. So something that cuts through and becomes like a big cultural phenomenon, it's it's the same for everyone. Yeah. For tickets
1: it, like this. Because, I mean, you, like Morley says, you had three things to choose from. So, you know, most of the population was watching the same thing. One of the things we all watched of course, in the 1970s, was uh, the this this immortal line. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> the best line in television history. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the good ones, isn't it? Mr. Carlson, after their turkey drop went so, so wrong on WKRP. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> love these texts that keep coming in. Keep keep letting us know what it was that you remember from the 70s, whether it was TV. Someone also uh, mentioning Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame oh, Street yeah. launched in the 70s, too. Definitely, That's a big yes. part of everyone's childhood, too. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the music, um, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Hart. There's just, it mm. goes on and on and on. So keep your texts coming in. We want to hear from you what you took away and what the impact of the 70s had on your life. 780-496-0063. Uh, Morley, okay. big deck for sports
3: well yeah absolutely it's a big decade and we mentioned last time around the commonwealth games and and the eskimos uh, began the dynasty that that they became uh, the oilers also when you think about it from hockey fans perspective the fall of 1979 was special after years of dreaming about it the oilers finally Became part of the National Hockey League. Uh, There was so much excitement around town that fall, and Kevin Lowe of the Oilers' uh, first ever draft pick, he felt it. Oh,
4: no question. Um, um, You know, I think there was excitement, but there was also some uh, some anxiety or some anxiousness as to how this team was, you know, how the team was going to do. They had, uh, you know, going to the finals in the World Hockey Association the year before. There was there was a good nucleus of players but uh it was you know nothing against the wha but it was the wha and not the nhl and now real hockey was in you know in a prairie town and uh so uh it, there was a lot of excitement by the you know obviously by the fans lots of excitement for the players you know it was uh, for me it was i was just trying to play pro hockey and 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 edmonton happened to be the team that drafted me and they happened to be in the nhl for the first year so uh, it, 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 was all, it was all you know an interesting time, to say the least. Yeah,
3: they uh, opened up on the road that year. The first game the orders played, October 10th, 1979. And uh, that is a day that Kevin Lowe will remember for a long time.
4: Vividly, Morley, it was a startling feeling, to be honest, uh, uh, and scary feeling. So we had played a few exhibition games. Uh, then all of a sudden we show up in Chicago at the stadium uh right from the warm-up when when that pipe organ comes on after the hawks step on the ice that scared the crap out of me and um and uh you know within within i don't know uh five minutes we're down two nothing uh, i mean that's a notoriously difficult building to play in anyhow and the uh, first game of the season and of course you know the you know an established original six team playing against an expansion team essentially uh uh, you know, they wanted to kick the crap out of us. And that's how it felt. I, I, I You know, it struck me at one point halfway through the first period. They, they were just hemming us into our zone. We couldn't get out, and we're down 2 nothing. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be a long year. You were the first draft pick of the Oilers. This was the Oilers' first game, and you
3: scored the Oilers' first goal. What do you remember about the goal? Tell me about it.
4: We're in that phase where we're down 2 nothing, and uh, Chicago took a penalty, and... and it was early in my career, so I guess they didn't realize that I wasn't actually an NHL power play defenseman. But I happened to be on the power play, and um, and uh, Brett Callaghan, uh, Wayne passed it to Brett Callaghan, and kind of slid in. Being, uh, Wayne went net where he normally goes, and Brett was on the um, on half wall, Brett Callaghan, and I just sort of slipped into the slot. Un, un, untouched, and he threw it to me on my forehand, and I brought it to my backhand, and it was a it was a weak shot that there was a bit of a screen, and uh, went past Tony Esposito. So, for me, I had you know I had no inkling that that was the you know not only well I, I you know I I felt that hey I scored a goal that I scored an NHL goal you know wow how cool is that. But no inkling that that was the first goal in Oilers history. I don't know why I didn't think that way. And it wasn't until Wayne went and gathered the puck and came in and congratulated me and said, you know, hey, that's so cool. I'm thinking, wow, we're back in the game. You know, it's 2-1 now and maybe we got a shot here. And Wayne's kind of yelling in the pop, in the pack, Kevin, I got the puck for you, man. That's, you know, and again, I'm thinking that's my first goal. And he goes, no, no, that, that, that's that's the Oilers' first goal in the NHL history. And, I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of cool, you know. But that's so typical of Wayne, because uh, that, you know, that's where his mind is. I mean, he's 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 thinking more than just the game. He's he's always, you know, that's what makes him so special. And uh, I, I, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday.
3: Yeah, like it was yesterday. It was actually 41 years ago tomorrow. I Warriors remember watching their that first game on NHL TV. NHL game. Hey, where's that puck now? Kevin doesn't know, really, <laughs> but he's oh. looking for it. Uh, you can hear that story and a whole lot more in the owner's uh, first year in the NHL at 630Chad.com on the show page, guys.
2: Awesome. Love it. And keep telling us your stories of what you remember from the 70s. You know the number to text, 780-496-0063.
0: Flashback Fridays on 630 chat, brought to you by Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement specialist, the 1970s.
5: So, so.
1: Charlie Simon, not on
2: Like, was the '70s one of the greatest decades for music? Yes, and one of the worst. Is, and one of the worst. We're, <laughs> <laughs> As we're playing all these songs throughout the morning, I'm thinking this: there was some really, really good stuff that was iconic.
1: Made. She released that one in '72, and for 50 years, there's been a raging debate in circles about. Who it was about. It's long been a mystery that Carly would never reveal. You know, people said it was Warren Beatty. She was attached to him. Uh, David Bowie, Mick Jagger. The list went on and on and on about who was so vain. I think consensus now it was David Geffen, who was the executive of her record label. He was the guy that ran her record label.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And... um, but I mean, she, he, whoever it is, just gets ripped apart in that song. About what a jerky is. But I think most people agree that it's David Geffen. But I don't think she's ever actually confirmed it publicly about who was so vain in that '72 well, song.
2: Well, I mean, if you could keep a mystery alive for 50 years, why would you ever?
1: Exactly. It? It's turned into legend now, right? Yeah. People still talk about it. Yeah. But Carly Simon, with those big floppy hats she wore, and oh yeah, she was fantastic. Boy. I-
2: I think, you know, and I, and I know I said it earlier, but I think like, for the 70s, it was time for, for women to kind of step out and say, look, I'm I'm just as talented as all the men that we've been hearing for the last couple of decades. Like, women had a nice moment in the 70s where You're there were right. some awesome rock bands. Like, Heart were, like, rockers just as hard as anyone else was. Oh, um, Fleetwood Mac, like Stevie Nicks, come on.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, I think, yeah, rumors, I think, came out in 19... 19- 78 or 79, late 70s, I think. And that was one of the biggest, if not to this day, one of the biggest albums of all time.
2: Well, I mean, there's so many there's so many groups and bands that you could even just, like, that are just so fascinating to kind of dissect and pull apart because you didn't know all of the details of them. Yeah. Like, you do, you know, we, now we have such an insider look at totally. celebrities' lives and we feel like we know them intimately. Whereas yeah. I think in a decade like the 70s, there was so much drama going on behind the scenes that you weren't necessarily privy to. And so... That's why it's interesting to kind of take a look back, and go. You might know the songs, but what was the history behind the band? Like the demise of Fleetwood Mac. I think is something you could just dissect and look at.
1: For oh yeah, a day. The, the drama and the infighting that went on with those guys, no doubt. Same with the Eagles. I mean, yeah. they, they they loved each other, they hated each other. I mean, you're right. A lot of, those, and I think a lot of those those bands got up to things that. Um, Nowadays, I mean, there are legendary stories of Led Zeppelin and the things they did on the road that if we, if we were living in a social media era, holy cow. I mean, it just, you couldn't get away with it.
2: Yeah, you have to. That's the thing. That's a good point is that you have to be so squeaky clean today. Yeah, yeah. Or you really have to own that kind of bad boy, bad girl <laughs> yeah, sort of image. Lean into it. <laughs> right. But I think it, it was a big part of the creativity that went into creating a lot of that yeah. music was being under a lot of different influences. And I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's not a secret. The bands in the 70s were... We're leaning into that hard
1: Hard partying Hard, hard partying No doubt about it Yeah, it was a golden era For rock and roll People weighing in With lots of local stuff Which is really cool um, A&W drive-ins Had car hops On roller skates That's true I remember oh, that cool. They did. And they would clip The trade here window Lots of people weighing in Like sports world And roller skating rinks Around town That we don't have anymore I remember those As a kid growing up Those were awesome The year we got the uh, We got the LRT In the 1970s We got Commonwealth Stadium In the 1970s A lot of things Happened locally big time for Edmonton Um, I don't know Morley was around in the seventies. I was around in the seventies, but neither of us were actually on the air covering the nineteen seventies. Uh, Randy Kilburn was, if you can believe it. Randy looks so young and spry, but he's extremely old, Chelsea. Very, very old. <laughs> he was on the <laughs> he, <an>
4: intro.
1: <laughs> he was on the air in the early seventies. And Randy, you've done such an awesome job putting together these news packages for us. But I want to know what it was like being a guy covering the nineteen seventies. Wow. FLQ, Richard Nixon. I mean, you, you came in a little after Nixon, but I mean. Just some, you know, the the Apollo missions. How do you, how do you whittle it down to what you're going to put in your package?
6: Well, listen. After that intro, I'm not sure I'm talking to you now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the well, air thank here thank at Jet in 1974. I did. I started March 4th, 1974, and wow. yes, you're right. I got to cover uh, a lot of. Really amazing stories, locally, nationally, internationally, and to put together that little package that you played around 745 this morning, it took a while to get that down to three minutes, honestly, yeah. because yeah. you had to leave so darn much out. I mean, the obvious ones were, you know, Nixon, Watergate, uh, Three Mile Island, the Vietnam War ending. Uh, you know, I I forgot about things seriously, and, and 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 but then had to leave them out. Like I had to, I had to leave out the fact that water beds were huge in the oh, 1970s oh, yeah. you remember water beds that's right My parents
2: had a water bed and it would leak all the time <laughs> which i don't want to think about why
6: I chelsea
2: I, I i never put that together i was just <laughs> was, like, problematic
6: maybe somebody by the jealous. way you don't know by the way congratulations on your engagement
2: oh thanks randy thanks i appreciate that
6: yeah that's big first time i've had a chance to congratulate you on that so you know uh there were other things too that that i just wasn't able to get in like uh, the first commercial concord flight took place in 76 uh the cn tower in toronto was finished and it was at that time the highest building in the world the cn tower really I didn't oh, yeah. know that, yep.
2: Randy, did it feel like when you were reporting on all of this news, did it feel like the world was kind of changing at a rapid pace? Because I think, you know, talking about news events that are happening in 2020, we know that there's a lot right now that's weird and different. And you kind of have that awareness. But when you're on air in the 70s, are you thinking this is just my job? Or were you aware of the fact that everything was kind of all happening all at once?
6: You know what? I think probably felt both chelsea honestly you know that it was certainly a job to let people know what was going on in edmonton and around the, the country and around the world but also you sat back in your chair after you got off the air after being on for five minutes or whatever telling these stories and saying holy smokes What's going on out there? Kind of like we are in 2020, mm-hmm. right? I know you mentioned a few minutes ago, I heard you talking, both of you, about uh, a significant factor in the 70s was the growth in women's rights and the women and women's role in society. I mean, that was absolutely huge. Think about Helen Reddy, right? And I am woman. Yeah. What an anthem. You know, I mean, what a song. I love that song still to this day. And then you had total jerks like uh, Nixon and his crew, crew, I should say, and and Watergate. I mean, that was just that was the lead story in every newscast, uh, even up here for like two years. It was the lead item because it changed every five minutes. And then you had Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein at The Washington Post uncover the whole thing and force this person to resign.
1: it was amazing you know and randy let's talk about 630 ched in the 1970s because when i was growing up 630 ched was the top i mean that's what the kids listened to man it was hot it was like that was top 40 it must have been an awesome time to be here at 630 ched
6: well i you know i i don't want to be a name dropper but i'm going to have to be just a little bit because (laughs) when i was going to, to high school in the 60s i went to bonnie dune which is now vimy ridge so I grew up in Edmonton too, Shay, and I got so I was so fortunate to be able to listen to this unbelievably fantastic music station, which Chad was back in those days. And then when I got the offer to come and work in the newsroom, I'd started at CKYL in Peace River October first of nineteen seventy three. So I was there for five months, got a call from Chad. I won't tell you about that story. Bob Layton can tell you about that story. <laughs> uh, but I got a call saying, Hey, We've got an opening. Hal Gardner, who uh, went off to Calgary. He was in the newsroom at Chet. He left. Would you like to join us? Are you kidding? The station that I grew up listening to yeah. and uh, and got to work at. So I got to work with people like Bob Layton, mm-hmm. who's still there. I mean, he's without a doubt my mentor. I got to work with Wes Montgomery. I got to work with uh, the late Chuck Chandler. Yeah. I mean, Wes has gone too. Uh, You know, the the midday guy was uh, Wayne Bryant. He's also passed away. And then Bruce Bowie took over. Uh, Bob McCord did afternoon drive from 3 till 6, and he started kissing, actually. But uh, just one real quick comment about Bob McCord. He is, without a doubt, uh, likely the most talented disc jockey I've ever, ever heard. Voice uh, guy. Pardon me? The voice guy. I mean, he he Oh, yeah. He did all these. All these crazy characters, and he never sat down when he did his show from 3 till 6. He moved around the studio the whole time. And other people I got to work with, uh, because it was such a great station. Keith James, uh, Len Tucson did 9 to Midnight. Uh, it, was, it was an incredible time to be working at that station. And uh, it, us being in the newsroom, and I know Bob would attest to this too, we were never considered news guys. Con- we were considered part of the on-air team. Yeah. So it was great. It was just great. Yeah. Eddie Keane? Well, how could I forget Eddie? There was Eddie Keene, of course, Stan Ravendahl. It was an amazing newsroom that we had. It really, really was. And I was so... So, darned lucky to be part of that in the 1970s. Uh, I still scratch my head that I am right now, and I have no hair left on it, but uh, <laughs> well, obviously, I'm scratching Randy, my head.
2: You're here for a reason. I mean, we love you, and obviously we, we want to keep you around. Now, you mentioned your hair, and I kind of want to go back because I've seen pictures of you from back in the day, and I feel <laughs> like it's safe to assume that you were a little bit of a hippie. Uh, your perspective on music in the 70s, Randy, was this like what? Was this the greatest decade for music?
6: Um, I You know what? I'm not sure I could agree with that. I I still hmm. think that uh, I think I'd I have to say that the '60s for me anyway was probably the best decade for music. I mean, the '70s were pretty darn hot, all right. And yes, I had long, long hair back then. I had a full beard. Uh, you know, uh, but having several children, I think, it probably ruined my hair for me. But uh, you know, we it. I heard you, I heard you talking about the music, and I was thinking about some of the progressive rock, though, that was out there, too, in the 1970s. I mean, some of the some of the groups that I loved were Yes, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Oh, yeah. Remember Yes? You remember Yeah, Emerson, absolutely, Ian Anderson. Yeah, exactly. And Pink Floyd, uh, Zepp, you mentioned them. ACDC is still one of my all-time favorite yeah. bands. Yeah, I yeah. love it. ACDC to this day. So, you know, yeah, it was a great time for music. But again, to go back, for me personally, 60s was the best because... Hey, it was the Beatles. It was the Dave Clark Stones. I mean, yeah, the world changed. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. Thank you, Randy.
2: Yeah, we appreciate your perspective and appreciate you putting together those news packages because that cannot be easy to pare
6: all of that down. Oh, it was crazy, but I sure had fun doing it. And you know what? I get to do it again next Friday for the 80s.
2: That's right. Yeah, we'll unpack (laughs) the next decade and we'll (laughs) check in with you then. Thanks, Randy.
6: Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate the work.
1: Thanks very much.
2: 1974
1: He's been on the air 46 years That's crazy That's awesome all it,
2: the things That you've covered And talked about Yeah currently. And he's so
1: fantastic too He's just a great guy I love Randy
2: yeah, we, yeah, who doesn't? We, we really, we really appreciate him. Uh, and he's right. We're going to be talking about the eighties next Friday as Flashback Friday powered by Furnace Family continues. Love seeing all of your texts, um, coming in about what you took away from that decade. Remember, you can go to our website, uh, 630chad.com, go to our show page and you can take the quiz. See how you do. It's only 10 questions. I only got four of them right. So see if you can do better than that. Um, but it's still up and active and see how well you remember the seventies.